Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. So because this whole coaching carousel is so interesting in the NFL, we uh we came up with a little potential scenario for Trista's Dallas Cowboys and their coaching staff if uh, they lose to the Packers this weekend. Yeah. Bill Belichick, the head coach. Mike Vrabel, the defensive coordinator, if he doesn't get a head coaching job or doesn't like what's out there. And then Mike McDaniel is the offensive coordinator. That's your staff. We've just built it for Bill Belichick. And, oh, Jared would be so happy. I would love to have all those names here. We would win ourselves another Super Bowl. Seems too good to be true that Dallas loses this game. Uh, I don't think they're losing. I'm fine losing my Dallas futures if the Packers beat them. Because, like, if the Packers get past Dallas, man, I don't know. They could be a dangerous team. They would stand no chance against San Francisco, though, with that deep. See, here's the thing. Like, in a perfect world, this makes sense. Debo would cook you. Because Dallas can't stop the run. Aaron Jones has three straight 100-yard games. Jordan Love's playing out of his mind. But at the end of the day, it's Joe Barry and his zone defense <laughs> against Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and Jake Ferguson and all those weapons. And I know Dallas struggles to run the ball, but I just, like, Joe Barry gave up a 300-yard passing performance to Bryce Young. He allowed Tommy DeVito to be NFC Player of the Week. Baker Mayfield had a perfect QB rating on the road at Lambeau Field. He's not even healthy, so that's why... I just, I don't know if I could do it, guys. I think the Cowboys might roll in this game and hang like 40. You like the over? I do like the over. So do I. Yeah, yeah, I like the over. Unless Mike McCarthy really wants to stick it to the Packers and starts doing some really stupid stuff in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, Zeke comes out of the stands, lines up at center. My God, that's Zeke's music, Ryan. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. (laughs) Oh, man. I was in Buffalo. (laughs) Just just literally had been in the cold all day long. To the point where I couldn't even find a respite. I had to go into the gift shop to try to get some warmth, and they kicked me out because I wasn't buying anything. That's how cold that stadium was. And I was in there for hours. I had to leave that stadium in the fourth quarter, even though I was trying to thug it out. And then I had to go and watch my team get the crap kicked out of them. I fell asleep. I fell asleep during the game. I was so sad and cold. None of those things are a good combination. No. James Cohen of BetMGM Tonight's a great combination, though. Jumps on Indeed. in his usual spot. Reception Perception Podcast. Uh, so when we look at these games as a whole, you know what? I really just want to know what you look at and say, this is a great matchup. This is where some of the most intriguing matchups are for players. Not just in a, a, a props perspective, but let's not forget, we still have DFS going on in fantasy, so people can still jump in. Fresh rosters every single week. I'm going to dabble in a couple of you know rosters this weekend, too. So what stands out to you the most? Uh, you got to love what you're seeing here from a DFS perspective in regards to this Detroit Lions game, right? Especially the passing assets. I think what we, we, and what we love about that game is what we know what we're going to get, right? We're going to get a lot of Puka. We're going to get a lot of Cooper Cup. I think we're going to get a ton of Amon Ross St. Brown as well. So, uh, again, I think if you're building a DFS roster, I think you start right there, right? So um, it's a pretty good starting point. And then from a player prop perspective too, man, I just, again, hammer those overs man puka uh puka and cooper cup aren't just beautiful i mean beautiful matchups okay detroit has been giving up ton of production to the slot and to the outside the second most receptions the most yards to both slot receivers and outside wide receivers i think matt stafford's gonna eat great great point and the one question and one reservation i have about cooper cup is he feels very boomer bust james like you've got 111 against Washington, 115 against Baltimore, 148 against Arizona. But then there were a lot of games where it was 29, 48 yards. How do you know whether it's a a Cooper Cup explosion game or it's a Puka game? Because it rarely is 
both in terms of huge games. I think to your point, you're 100% correct. But I think in this particular game, I really feel like everyone's going to get theirs. Because the one thing we know is that Detroit right now, um, it's the most hard you know, pass funnel defense we've got. As a matter of fact, actually what's really funny about this game is that they're both really hard pass funnels, right? Their rushing defenses for both teams right now are on point. They're looking nice. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I would hate to bet against Kyron, but if there's one person who might be the odd man out right here, it might be Kyron Williams. Detroit's really short up their running defense, and so has the Rams. I just feel like this is going to be one of those things where maybe early on both teams try to establish that run, and it's not going to work. So then they kind of sort of open it up with the passing game, and then I think we see fireworks in the second half. James, I wanted to ask you actually about Amari Cooper because the last time we saw him against the Texans, he absolutely torched right. him. 11 receptions, over 200 <laughs> receiving yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. He's been resting two weeks, and they're going against this Texan secondary. Is he an autoplay in DFS and for player props this week, or does the uh, injury scare you away a little bit? No, I think he's an autoplay. You know, Houston obviously has struggled against outside wide receivers. You know, again, you talk about Amari Cooper, 265 versus Houston in this matchup just two weeks ago, right? Um, five of the – I'll give you guys a stat here, okay? Um, smash, by the way, smash the over of 73 and a half. I just – it's like shocking how low that number is to me, okay? Because um, five of the last seven primary outside wide receivers – that Houston has faced has been have gone over 73 receiving yards okay so again we just saw Amari in this matchup go for 265 five of the last seven primary outside guys have gone over 73 as well I love 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 that line for Amari Cooper I just wanted to say uh it looks like Amari Cooper to have 120 yards James Plus 475. That's just, just wanted to make that comment. <laughs> yeah, you want to dabble in that, maybe? Line? Let's go. I, I, I kind of dig it, to be honest with you. Let's, hey, let's build a crazy parlay off of that. I like that. Let's just go. Just drop a little fiber in there. We'll, we'll build some anytime touchdowns in there. We'll do that, and we'll toss in Joe Flacco attempts. It's 36 yeah. and a half. This was one of my favorite bets when he was with the Jets, and I've been doing the same thing with the Browns. It, taking out the Jets game, he only had 29 attempts. He had 42 against Houston the last time they played, through for 368, 44 against Chicago, 45 against Jacksonville, 44 against the Rams. Like, it's crazy we're having this conversation, man, but Joe Flacco is like is an upgraded quarterback from anything that they've had this year, and they spent $250 million on a quarterback that looks like he can't even play the position anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's crazy because Deshaun Watson, it, it really gives you an idea of, like, how important the mental state is of some of these athletes, you know. He just does I mean, like, look, physically, I think he's fine. But mentally, he just mm -hmm. he doesn't got it anymore, man. Like, he's in his own head. You heard these reports about him hiring a sports psychologist. Like, yo, man, like, these guys, I mean, Marshawn said it best, man, protect your mentals. You know, protect your mm -hmm. mentals. He's, his mentals aren't there right now, man. Um, and, and who knows? Because it's such like a fragile thing. Who knows if he ever gets it back? You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I mean, to your point, um, you, you love the, the, the player props on, on Joe Flacco in terms of the pass attempts because Houston's really tough against the run, too. You know, ever since their bye week in week number seven, um, four of the last five running backs that they have faced have rushed for fewer than 50, you know, 50 rushing yards, right? This includes Ford, Jerome Ford, who posted just 25 rush yards two weeks ago. That's why, for me, if I'm looking at a rushing prop for Jerome Ford, I hate betting unders. I hate betting unders. But 44.5, to me, feels uh, a, like a pretty good number if you do want to bet the under for Jerome Ford.
One of the tactics, James, that have been like super profitable, one of the only things that have been profitable in terms of betting on any Kansas City props has been taking these like sort of sneaky role player wide receivers where you get reception numbers right around one and a half, like say a Justin Watson. But that was the regular season. What are we doing with those kind of guys in the playoffs? Because it feels to me a little bit like Mahomes is going to go with his tried and true in a win or go home sort of scenario. Yeah, I mean, for me, to be honest with you, I know that Miami has struggled against teams with winning records. I mean, struggled is is putting it very nicely, okay? They've outright sucked versus teams with winning <laughs> records. But uh, I do think that the four-point spread to me feels a little high. I, I do like Miami to cover that. I think KC's going to win a very close one. Um, to me, this feels like a game where they just try to survive in advance. They've got the bad weather going on. It's going to feel like... You know, I mean, super cold weather situation. I was going to say some some not nice words, and that was not going to be good. Anyways, but the <laughs> bottom line is it's cold weather. It's a bad weather situation out there. I think they're just going to try to sort of get by. They're going to try to sort of skate by there. Um, and, and, and to me, it feels like a lower-scoring game. Um, you talk about some of these wide receivers. Uh, to that point, I'm not trusting nobody except Rasheed Rice. That's it. I will go ahead and take the over of 63 and a half receiving yards because low key, he's been the focal point of this offense. And I'm talking over Travis Kelsey, you know, it's been Rasheed. It's been the Rasheed Rice show. Um, and to be honest with you, Rice has been over 63 in four of his last five games. Again, I think low-key the passing game runs through Rasheed Rice. And by the way, Miami, extremely suspect against slot-wide receivers. They've defended against the six fewest slot passes, but they've given up the 12th most yards to receivers in the slot. Their bottom 10 in yards per attempt allowed to inside wide receivers. I think Rasheed Rice easily hits 63 and a half here. Do you do anything with any wide receivers in the Steelers-Bills game? Because we're looking at a total where it's 35 and a half. We know that it's going to be windy. There's going to be terrible weather. In Buffalo, I mean, right now, you know, since they fired, uh, you know, since, since they actually made the switch at offensive coordinator and moved down from Ken Dorsey, they become more of like a running team. And I think Josh Allen's probably yep. going to use his legs a lot in the red zone in this game. And then the Steelers, you never know what you're going to get with Mason Rudolph. And Najee Harris has been electric the last three weeks. So would you do anything with any receivers or any passing props in this game even? I most certainly would not. Um, I, I don't feel, I'm not feeling it. As you mentioned, the weather, the matchup right now doesn't feel that great yeah. too. You know, and the other thing too, I would say about on Buffalo side, the reason I'm not messing with their receivers either it's the fact that Buffalo just has this tendency to play down to their level of competition. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, guys. Like, doesn't Pittsburgh feel like the exact kind of team that's going to come out and shock Buffalo? Because Buffalo doesn't know how to play bad teams, right? They don't know how to play bad. I don't know what it is about Buffalo's DNA, but they don't know how to play bad teams. They don't blow them out. You know what I mean? They play down to the level of competition. Look, I know TJ Watt is hurt, and that's kind of sort of what's um, giving me a little bit of pause going full bore into the Steelers uh, in this matchup. But again, from a player prop perspective, I'm staying away. I don't know if Josh Allen, you know, plays his best game in these conditions. Um, and, and for me, I like James Cook a lot. You know what I mean? Give me the mm -hmm. over of 65 and a half rushing yards. I think Pittsburgh at, at times, at various times this season, has certainly struggled against the run. They've leaned on James Cook, as you mentioned, uh, ever since they got rid of Ken Dorsey. And, and I just think they do it more in these adverse weather conditions. 
Yeah, you also talk about Buffalo and think, what Buffalo team are we going to even get? How many turnovers is Josh Allen going to have? That That's the other thing, and it's going to be snowy. Right. There's just so much with that Buffalo team that's so damn frustrating. Talking to James Cope at MGM tonight, uh, the Eagles are dealing with a Jalen Hurts finger injury. A.J. Brown's missing practice now, and he's hurt. They don't have to wait. You know, they got a luxury time, right? They're not playing until Monday. They play Tampa. This is a game that you just... I kind of feel like you don't know even what to expect in this. We're waiting on Baker Mayfield to see how healthy he is, too. And the Eagles are... a. a uh, they're a mess. Like, is there anything in this game that you even like that you're comfortable with? <laughs> I well, first of all, I love Mike Evans, right? Like, um, and, and you know, rightfully so because the Eagles, dude, low key, do, do the Eagles have the worst defense in the NFL? I'm, I'm legitimately mm. asking at this point. As we well, go maybe the playoffs. If you watch my Commanders play enough, you would say, oh no, wait, that was actually probably <laughs> a worse defense. So. <laughs> I mean, but you know what, though? You know what, though? There's not a worse pass defense in the NFL right now than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm including the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are absolute trash, and the Eagles are just as bad. But not only that, they're terrible against the run, too. So I'm just... I'm honestly asking, do the Eagles, as we sit here today, have the worst defense overall defense in the entire NFL? They might. They might, which is why there's all these questions about Baker Mayfield. The the one tried and true thing we know is that Rashad White, my boy White, is going to get that ball, man. He's going to play a lot of snaps. He's going to get the ton of touches. Whatever the props are for Rashad White, go ahead and give it to me, man, because Philadelphia, they stink against the run. Rashad White's going to get the ball. If if, um, if Baker's hurt, he's going to get the ball even more. Okay, so go ahead and give me Rashad White in this matchup. So we've already talked about Amari Cooper, who we liked at an alternate number. But for you, who is the player, the star player, that you're most confident in at taking an alternate number in? Say 100 yards, even over 100 yards. It probably feels like Mike Evans again. You know, I, I know wow. Baker's dealing with that ankle injury, but I, I'm just this, – this defense is just atrocious. Not seeding. Um, and to me – CD Lamb is really, really tempting too. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but I just love, love, love this matchup uh, on the outside because again, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, they've been getting absolutely shredded by everyone. Mike Evans is actually, uh, again, turning against Father Time here, man. He's fighting it. He's fighting it hard. He's been truly one of the 12 best receivers in the NFL this year, and I think he gets it done one more time in the wild card round against Philadelphia. Yeah, looking at CeeDee Lamb, too. Jair Alexander, like, rolled his ankle or something in a jog through today, so yep. there's there's Hate all that. So right. that doesn't that definitely it. doesn't help the Packers' <laughs> secondary at all. James Coe, Reception Perception yeah. Podcast. Great I to talk to you, I wore my chains for you, James. <laughs> Try chains in the building. Let's go. I think that's a lot more than three, if we're being honest here. I think it's like three times ten. There's like 30 different ones on there. See you, James. <laughs> yeah, that, that right, Jair Alexander thing is something to watch. Yeah, because the Packers actually played some man last week mm-hmm. on third downs. So they're not going to be able to do that without Jair. And you can't play zone against Dallas. Or it's going to be a long day. No, um, but I'm with you, I'm with you, Trista, too. I, I, CD Lamb, I just, he's an automatic now every single Have week. To. You just, I mean, the guy's feeling it. He's been one of the hottest receivers in the NFL. Uh, what home team is most likely to get upset this weekend? It's been Mine. MGM Tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM Tonight, presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL.